0: Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the PHNX Rising Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. My name is Ramon Chavez. Happy to be here with you all today. And of course, as always, we got my partner Owen Evans. How you doing, sir? Well, I feel like I've just been kind
1: of watching nothing happening in a council meeting for about two hours. And now that stuff's about to happen, we're going live. Things never
0: time themselves well, do they? That's typically how it goes with council meetings. You just sit there bored for like a a period of time and then bam, something happens and then it's done. So, yeah, welcome. Welcome to politics. But anyway, we're uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Uh, But we have a great show for you all today. Thank you so much for joining us on this Tuesday evening. Um, It's been a long week already. Look look at my eyes. I kind of want to take a a nap right now, but we're going to talk about. Obviously, what happened on Saturday with uh, Vegas and that draw, I'm still not happy about that draw. I have some thoughts about that. And, of course, we're going to talk about some team updates, some news that dropped today, um, specifically with uh, a low knee uh, from actually from a team from MLS Next Pro. Um, And then uh, we're going to talk, about, of course, uh, about what happened around the USL and also, which is the name of today's show, hashtag Soccer Wars. And uh, we're going to touch on that at the end of the show. Um, and then just a little heads up for everybody. Owen does have a contact that's at that council meeting. So if you see him kind looking of looking off, you know, and getting some updates, uh, it's because uh, Owen has eyes everywhere. That's why That's why I don't mess with him because I know I know he knows everybody. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, shout out to Reese. Uh, how you doing, Michael? Uh, Thomas, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, yeah, we got Igor here. I know which one to pick this week, and I know I didn't do the vinyl of the week, but here it is. It's Igor. Uh, Tyler, the creator, always a good one over here. All right. Uh, Owen, uh, do you think we should start with uh, what Rick had to say in regards to the Vegas game on Saturday, and then we'll just jump off from there?
1: Let's go with it. Let's go with it. So, yeah, here is what Rick had to say when we spoke from to him today about having watched the game back from Saturday and his main takeaways from that.
2: There was a lot of points that I thought were good. Um, you know, obviously, I think that we were settling for some crosses in wide areas that, that – weren't very dangerous um we weren't getting numbers in the box at the right time um so ironically the last two days we spent a lot of time working on what the final third looks like uh giving the guys some different ideas but also expressing you know that i wasn't happy that we were just settling um we would get it wide and we would just settle for kind of hitting it in and hoping that jj or somebody would get on the end of a cross and um, I think the set pieces were very dangerous, but they were defending with a lot of guys in and around the goal. So it was good to see us play a few short corners. So we have to be there has to be more variation, more off the ball movement and um, and more creativity without the ball rather than just relying on the guys that do have the ball. So I think that was the the biggest thing that I saw in the film. Um <laughs> Defensively, I thought we were really, we were really, really good other than the one moment early in the game uh, when we got hit, caught in behind, but Ben Lunt to the rescue. And um, but I think our offensive defending was sharp. I think our, our mid block was fantastic. The guys have they're starting to understand, you know, how how they can't just switch off when when we're attacking. So um, overall at home, um uh, We were good. We just we we lacked that that finishing, Um, but the finishing was is not, it's not as easy as people say. Oh, just score goals. It's the movement off the ball. It's the runs in behind. It's the selfless actions when you don't have the ball that that makes the game open up for you a little bit. So uh, everybody understands, and and we've had a couple really good days of training. We're excited because it's it was a very very clear picture that was painted.
1: Right. Well. You know, that's what Rick had to say.
0: You said you had some views, Ramon. Let's. Yeah, I think he he actually hit on a lot of things that I that I kind of wanted wanted to talk about because I don't I don't think at that point it kind of falls on Rick. I think at that point it becomes a a player you know uh, issue because he he said it exactly, and I mentioned this on Saturday as well after the game that it, the offense felt stagnant. You know, they they did so well against Colorado. They, they face someone like Las Vegas, which arguably w- was a better defense, at least in that game and or the games that they faced. But uh, exactly how D goalie saying you got to attack the area. You either, you got to take your defender one-on-one, make sure you beat them, connect with those midfielders that are maybe attacking those half spaces as well. And the off the ball movement is one of the things that I don't typically see, you know, maybe it's because they're looking to not get counter attacked, uh, which we know Las Vegas really looks forward to doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I was disappointed in the fact that they just said, "Hey, J.J. Williams is a big guy. He's gonna, you know, almost get every ball in the box, and let's just launch cross after cross and after cross." And to me, that's just not a good strategy. Um, you know, if I wanna do blame the players, but I feel I feel sometimes like it is Rick kind of saying, "Hey, guys, that's enough. Like move move on to another thing. Tell tell Quinn, uh, to tell, tell one of the other guys to just cut it out because other." It makes you really one dimensional in the attack, and we've seen along the entire year that basically that's what happens with rising. If they're not able to score quickly, gonna get their confidence going, then they really run out of ideas. They really don't know what else to do, and so that's one of the things that's frustrating. And with you know eleven games to go now, it's not hey we're gonna work on it, work on that this week. No, this has to be working right now. Otherwise, you're not making the playoffs.
1: Yeah, but as, as Michael says here, I, I get what you're saying when you say about okay is. You know, it's it's a player thing, they're not quite doing things right. But at the end mm-hmm. of the day, again, as you said, this has been going on all year, and you get to a certain point whereby it's either the players that are brought in aren't up to it, in which case it still kind of is on the coach, or he's mm-hmm. just not getting the best out of them. And and the problem is, what do you do? Then you look to make changes, you make changes, but the guys who come in do the exact same errors yep. in the long run, at least. Uh and so I mean, even as Dan is saying here, targetless crosses a rich strategy. There has been an emphasis at times on cross the ball because early in the season, they were struggling. They weren't mm-hmm. crossing the ball. And an emphasis mm-hmm. was put on, especially ahead of the Loudon game, that those balls had to be knocked into the box, that he was getting yeah. tired of people just kind of running into nowhere, effectively. They had to start whipping crosses in. The problem is they can't do so very well. This team isn't really set up in a way that they cross particularly well. It's yeah. just... There's just a point whereby you have to question for a team that is as talented, and this team is undoubtedly talented, very talented in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways. Why isn't it clicking? Because it shouldn't take this long into the season for that to be able to be worked out. Now, we can talk about whether they are, how close they are to the playoffs, all of that. Oh, they've Mm -hmm. moved slightly up the table. Great. But the problem is... You don't even have to be in the top half of the table to qualify for the playoffs. That's not an achievement. Yeah. So right now, the question is, why are Rising, with the talent that they have, not competing in the top four in the conference? Because they should be. They -hmm. should be. There is no, look, there are differences from last season, of course, but there is nothing that is bad enough about this team compared to previous that they should have dropped as far as they have. So that's the question. Yeah. Why have they dropped as far as they have?
0: And I think, you know, if uh, you know, the 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 one person I would kind of emphasize as an example of, uh, for example, what Scott's saying, every player has a diminish, this diminished in skill, confidence, passion, and cohesiveness. We see someone like Santi Moore. He was an MVP candidate in 2021. Coming into this year, we, we were all confident saying, hey, this guy... He got 16 goals this year. Minimum, he's going to get 10. And he he hasn't clicked this year. And now he's playing on the right-hand side where technically, you know, I'm not sure that's exactly what Rick is telling him. But from the looks of it, it says, hey, Santi, right now, we really don't need you to take on that scoring load. We want you to just put those crosses into the box. You're on, you're on your right foot. You're going to have the, the ball on that side. And just go ahead and, and lay it off to JJ or whoever's in the box. And that explains a lot of what's going on with the player, with the coach, and what's going on as a whole, as, as a team, that it's not clicking. So now you're putting players in a position that's not typically theirs because we know we all know that Santi loves to cut inside to his right foot and launch those shots, but it's not happening. And you could see the frustration with him with what happened on Saturday. You know, he didn't come back to the bench. He went uh, out to the uh, to the locker room and i'm sure there's typic there's gonna be some consequences uh you know you posted a twitter uh a video on twitter today you know with, with rick uh talking about that and if you guys haven't seen it let's take a quick look and then we'll kind of talk a little bit more about that.
2: Well ultimately when players are sent on loan uh they're hoping to get to play. I really like Seaver
1: mentioned Santi and there are you able to share anything from your discussions with him after Saturday?
2: Yeah I figured you would ask um so listen we're all humans and we all make mistakes uh, had a good good chat with Santi late Saturday night again Sunday he accepted the consequence and we've moved on um, I I I've always been a manager that if, if somebody makes a mistake uh, a player and I choose not to punish the team Um and he he was fantastic about it he understood that it was a bad decision and on his part but and he apologized to the team he apologized to the staff and and we move forward you know it's it's one of those moments it's it's not as big a deal as it looks uh because it was handled in-house but again like i said i um it's it was a moment a good learning moment for santi and an opportunity to create more dialogue for the two of us so um we're we're in a good space right now and and I know he's excited to help the team
1: because we saw that you moved Marcus on a few weeks ago you've added a few other attacking players uh, in the weeks prior and, yeah since have you ever considered making a move that would move Santi on somewhere else
2: I wouldn't I wouldn't discuss that here it, the, the, those are internal discussions and um it, comes that's a lot of people to be involved in in discussions like that. And it's um, you know, we we have to constantly be willing to improve the team. And in this particular situation, Marcus uh presented an opportunity for us to get a striker that we really were looking for. I still believe Santi's one of the best wingers in the league. He just needs that one little, one little moment, you know, and I think he'll get going again.
1: Well, shout out to our producer, Shane, they're channeling his inner deadwind. Fault. I didn't set him up uh, well. That was, I yeah, really we,
0: that. That's my fault. Sorry, Shane, that's on me. But um, I will say
1: just kicking straight off of that video, uh, <laughs> note the slight difference there between what was asked last week when it was to talk about whether there'd been a move in for uh, Ryan Flood and, and Rick was very quick to dismiss that. Today, all of a sudden, we're not talking of dismissals. We're talking of, well, I can't really talk to you about that kind of stuff. Um, it, hmm. It's... It's pretty clear, I think, from what has been said there, from other things, that there there is scope for a player like Santi being moved on. Um, It's just a question of of finding the right deal for him uh, in many ways, something that's complicated because, as we discussed at length last week, this is a guy who's on a decent amount of money for this league, who's uh, ultimately, let's be honest... You know, he's someone who's really underperformed this season by a long, long way. Um, mm-hmm. And and yet, I, I don't know. People may still want to take a gamble on him. There has been, of course, there are other clubs in this league that are interested in the idea of getting him. Um, yeah. Well, you talked that about, about that two, to too,
0: that even though his scoring is not up to par, as well as his assist numbers, he's still creating a lot of chances. So it, it just... Speaks to some other things that are happening with the team as well. Now, I don't think it's just particularly him uh, when it comes to that regard. Now, as an organization, you know, if you put yourself in, in rising shoes, do you continue paying that amount of money or whatever amounts of money they're paying for someone that's, you know, if you look at just by the numbers, it's severely underperforming this year. Um, Rick talked about, hey, if he just kind of, you know, it clicks with him, then it's going to get going and he's we're going to see the Santi of old. You know, you're, you're with like almost 10 games left in the season. Can you really afford that? Are you, you know, I, as an organization, I could see why maybe they're, they may be either taking calls or calling around to see if they can bolster their club. Um, but it, as someone that's, you know, basically watch watches every game, I don't think is a problem. I think it's maybe the the organization around him and the fact that it's now being asked of other players to kind of take that role of more of a goal scorer than, than, than him. So I don't know. What do What do you think about that? Can you Can you afford to keep someone who's miss you know, underperforming on a
1: contract that's presumably got a decent amount of money in? Well, look, they've, we know that he's on contract through next year as well. um mm-hmm. It's. I mean, there are other people that you could point fingers to as well in terms of just pe- being on contract and underperforming. Let's be perfectly honest. Um, yeah. The team as a whole just not really clicked this year, and that is the problem here. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: at the end of the day, you know, we've if you seen, sign up for these contracts, that's the kind of gamble you take. Exactly, yeah. And he said it himself, there's not a lot of, and you proved it by your numbers as well, is that there's not a lot of better wingers out there that can replace someone like Santi Moore, even though he is underperforming this year as far as the goal scoring. So what do you do? You just give another guy a chance? You know, you wait for maybe... Our brother to come through, like, like, what's going to happen here?
1: Yeah, and we're waiting. just Just to be clear on this, we're waiting on our tours brother. There's been some delays with the uh, international clearance for him. So the hope was he was going to be available this weekend. He's not likely to be available this weekend. Uh, apparently, it's a problem with the paperwork on the other side with San Luis. Didn't submit certain things in time, so mm. it's just being held up at the minute. Uh, but it will get not- done. It will be fine. Uh, it's just a question of holding off now for for FIFA. I think that there's a comment in the chat here by John about Solo took a lot of the pressure off Santi. No one's really stepped up to fill that void. I think that's correct to a degree. I feel as though Solo is, understandably, this is a guy who's a two-time MVP. Uh, Not only did he... He did produce an awful lot. He was a threat. But also, he really took a lot of attention from the defenders. Mm -hmm. Not only that, but you had center forwards that were more true number nines uh for most of those see Well, most of the time when he's been here, Rufan Dadashov for all the criticism he gets, Darren Mattox did not do badly at all when he was here. Uh I believe it was what, five goals in 10 games. So you really can't knock that kind of kind of production from a center forward. I feel as though this year you've been in more of a position whereby Marcus, it's not that Marcus is bad, but he's not solo. Um, mm-hmm. And, not only that but you've got a kind of center forward situation whereby you're dealing with people who haven't ever seemed to quite hit form at least not for 90 minutes or Mm. you've got greg Hurst, who rick by his own admission will say is not a true number nine and so you've got this kind of awkwardly makeshift front three in some ways that's always going to be harder on a player like santi who has really enjoyed success in the past few years because he's been surrounded by other big attacking threats. And mm-hmm. as a collective, they do well. Uh, but things drop off quite a bit. It's For anyone who where Mattox is now, I see we have got one question in there. All I know is that every Sunday, he seems to go on some like two-hour-long Bible sermon Instagram Live thing, and it's... it's- <laughs> good for him he's yeah. going down his second career here clearly he's uh got himself some second wind as a preacher but
0: um yeah good for him yeah um that's that's interesting um what's it called before we move on from the santi uh question it's you know rick talked about him and santi kind of having a discussion uh after the game and also on sunday uh Do you can you estimate what kind of punishment there will be? Is it just not starting, or is it just not what type of punishment can you really assess the player like in in that sort of situation?
1: Hard to tell. Um, Mm -hmm. The fact that Rodriguez isn't available also kind of makes it harder to really think about how you change things. Um, I think there's uh, at this point, I would be very, very shocked if he wasn't to travel. Uh, to the game on Friday. I'm completely expecting him to travel to Orange County for the mm-hmm. game on Friday. Where is Flood, says Scott. Great question. Uh, We asked well, it last week. Fun, yeah. Got a mm-hmm. generic-y kind of, he's got a battle. He'll eventually, I, I don't know, at this point, he seems to be kind of trapped in a, some kind of Neverland, but for footballers, um, but specifically here at Phoenix Rising. So, mm-hmm. quite frankly, what's happening to him we'll probably not see, but yeah, yeah. it's not great. But yeah. I don't know. I don't see what the likely uh, solution is in terms of what you do to Santi without it being quite public, what you've done. Um, mm. Entirely possible. that There may be a fine or something. You know, it, this kind of thing's yeah. happen. but regardless, whatever it is, Rick doesn't want to tell us. I can tell you that much from,
0: from how today went. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that ends at uh, the the Santi topic for today. Uh, let's move on to some team news. Uh, we got some team news from Rising that Sievert Haugley was being recalled to Portland Timbers Two. Um, nine appearances this year for uh, Sievert and five of them being starts. Um, what the? Explain to me the timing of this situation. Is, is this uh, t- Portland Timbers Two is not anywhere near the playoffs of MLS Next Pro. So I, I don't understand. Maybe there's injuries or something up there. But, you know, I, I find it highly peculiar that he was called at this time, um, you know, especially given their situation at that point. So, uh, you know, do you have any idea why that happened or, or any discussions about that?
1: Well, it did come up in today's press conference. So uh, we can take a listen now to what Rick had to say about at Haugli returning to Portland.
2: Well, ultimately, when players are sent on loan, uh, they're hoping to get to play. I really like Sievert a lot. Uh, I'm sad to see him go. I don't think he really wanted to leave. Um, he wanted to compete and and see if he could win a spot. Um, but, you know, shoot five clean sheets in a row and and Joey and Musa are both feeling good. They're, they've got a good little run going. Um, and we brought in Marcus. And uh, so Sievert was probably going to primarily be... Uh, a reserve for, for Kev who I think has been one of the best players in the league the last three or four weeks um, and so it, it it really was just lack of opportunity and they have I think six or seven games left so they need to evaluate him and they need to see him playing games uh, for, for their own organization so it was a mutual discussion and Portland is a we have a really good relationship with them and uh, all their all their uh, their group were they were fantastic about it and how it was handled. And, you know, we wish Sievert the best. And um, I think he he left with, you know, if he doesn't ever if he doesn't have a home in Portland that, uh, you know, we'd love to see him back here someday. But uh, I hope that he's successful and, and gets an opportunity there.
1: I'll be honest, though. Look, as you get been getting the playing time, no, I completely understand that. Um, I understand that more from the parent club's perspective. They understand yeah. it from Rising's perspective because if you look at things, Marcus Fokranis Fek- uh, has came in and he has replaced, effectively, Manuel Madrid. Mm-hmm. So how is this situation, barring Niall Dunn's return? I'm not expecting to see a huge amount of Niall. It's possible we mm-hmm. will, but I'm not expecting it. How does yeah. that differ from what we were seeing earlier this season when you had the same number of center backs minus Nardun of course the 17 year old mm-hmm. Um it doesn't So again I understand Portland's perspective on this I'm not sure yeah. I necessarily understand why in Rising's mind he could only be a backup here to Kev Lambert but
0: Yeah and that's interesting it so the way Ri- uh, Rising <laughs> Rick explained it it sounds more like Portland wanted him back Um, Yeah. The MLS next pro season is is coming to an end. Uh, You know, Timbers are not going to make the playoffs. So I understand that they maybe want to take a look um, and and see how he's doing, you know, how he's coming back after the stint were rising. Uh, As far as his play here, I, I, you know, you, I voice my, you know, concern about him continuing to be played as a center back. I like them more as a midfielder. uh, And, I just don't think there was going to be any more playing time for him. So what do you do now? Do you, are you looking for another center back, maybe another backup, just kind of like a, you know, some insurance heading into the playoffs because you, you don't know. Musa has been a little banged up here and there. Farrell's been, uh, you know, he he's, he's a warrior on the field for sure. And, you know, it's at that point, do you rely on someone that's 19 years old to be your backup center back? Um, and I, I just don't understand. I don't know. I, I hope that they do get someone else, but but we'll see. We'll see what happens.
1: I, I feel as though we won't. And uh, to Michael's comment here about Blaze Hut, he's off to college, Michael. He's,
0: oh uh,
1: I believe, <laughs> flying off to. Is he playing at Virginia Commonwealth? Mm. So uh, he's off. He's off. There's a lot of the youngsters are off. Yeah, it's a busy time of year for them. College, obviously, starting up very soon. The college season starting up very soon. Uh, it's just not the best. Now you know what we should probably. You want to take our one little positive comment in here from a question that we've had in? Should we do a little bit of positivity, Ramon? Just for Are you talking uh,
0: about Matt's comments because that's actually yeah. Should we yeah, take the
1: one from Matt there about it. what yeah, do we fine. attribute? Uh, I believe that yes. should be a tribute there to all the recent clean sheets. Let's talk about it. So, I think that there's a kind of multiple parts to this with with what's been going on. First of all, Ben Lunt has continued to play out of his mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: he has done for pretty much the whole season, but right now. Yeah, they, they needed him a few times, especially as the goal scoring has dried up and he has stepped up and delivered. I feel as though the centre-back pairing is stable for the first time in a while in terms of just being mostly James Musa and Joe Farrell. That's always good if you can get a bit of stability back there. The other thing that's happened is that I feel as though Darnell King being moved over to the left... Uh, is helping him a lot in terms of positioning. It feels like he's getting caught less often um, than he was earlier in the season. And having him over on the left, he gets caught less than Babu Kajar used to get caught, what I felt, at times in the transition. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, on the other side, you've got Joey Kalistri who, look, Joey is the Swiss army knife. He does everything. Um, but he's he's settled in and performed pretty well over there on, on the right-hand side. So it's kind of a lot of things There's that you've also then of course got Kev Lambert coming back in uh, Kev Lambert oh, no. back from injury and from international duty. And that's huge. Absolutely huge. Um, and not only that, but the real attention that Rick uh, Rick said today, uh, talking a little bit about that last orange County game uh, just over a month ago. And mm. we were talking about what has really changed from then. then what, what is, and what are they looking to keep changing from that last meeting between the two sides and, yeah. He kind of put a lot of focus there on, look, that was the the game where we realized we've really got to knuckle down defensively. Uh Things have to change. We can't keep playing in the way that we were. Um, And so that's what happened there. But yeah, there's a lot of factors that go into it. There are other ways that possibly things could have been saved. I feel like we haven't really seen, I know we touched on this earlier. We haven't seen Ryan floods. So we don't know what impact he could have still we've barely seen him this season it's felt um he's really kind of fallen by the wayside there but it's i'm not hugely expecting to see him anytime soon so i fear that's just a hypothetical um as to what exactly he could do in this defense because look the defense is working now eventually it won't or eventually something's going to come up and does anyone know if he's alive rising nation asks yes he's at the game We've seen yeah. him around in passing, so he's still alive, we believe. Um unless they've somehow managed to fix cloning or something. Um, where it's just a guy dressed up to look like him. Uh we do believe that he's alive,
0: but yeah. It's to so, uh to so hop on your on your defense uh comment there. I, I think the continuity of having the same guys for, for pretty much the last month has really helped out. Uh, you know, we I've talked about how much I did not like to see Kalistri anywhere near uh, the middle of the field. So for him to settle down in that right back um, spot, I've liked him a lot. He's, he's a hard worker. He'll bomb up the, the flanks. But he won't uh, he won't really get himself in too much trouble, which I think really helps out um, the, the rest of the team. And so King and Bob, well, I don't think they had their best game against Las Vegas, but I think they've worked really well together. Um, but it's just a matter of continuing to build that chemistry and, and see if something more can come of it. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that happens. You know, having Lambert in the in the midfield just covers a lot of the mistakes as well. Just having him uh, all over the field, uh, you know, with tackles and interceptions, all that good stuff. Distribution—that's one of the underrated parts of his game, I think. And so, um, uh, you know, it's it's just gonna—it's great. It's great that it's building up, but now we need the offense to click. So hopefully, they can get it going as well. All right, um Owen, uh any anything else you want to talk about about the club for right now?
1: I feel like that's about it. Um there was some more stuff, of course, from the press comments, but we'll speak about that on Thursday. So
0: Perfect. we'll make sure to tune back in on Thursday. All right, y'all, let's take a quick break uh before we Talk about around the USL, and I want to talk to you guys about OGs. So if you guys haven't checked out OGs, you guys can go to their website ogsbrands.com. And right now, you guys can actually join the sweepstakes that they got going on, which is called the Flavoring Life Sweepstakes. Uh, there we go. Um, it, that smile always gets to me. It's it's just such a great picture. So uh, shout out. Um, but yeah, if you guys join the Flavoring Life Sweepstakes, you guys one winner will receive three. Bags of OGs, including Orange Creamsicle and Tropical Flavors, and OGs had a PHNX shirt of your choice, and a PHNX annual membership. And the way that you can sign up for these sweepstakes is by going to gophnx.com, um, or you can click the link on the show notes uh, in order to sign up for the sweepstakes. So if you guys want to be part, make sure to check them out. And again, you guys can check out their website, ogsbrands.com, to purchase their product. And also you can follow them on uh, Instagram at ogsbrands. And you can also find their products at your local dispensary. And remember, you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Uh, don't check. Don't check your Twitter, Owen. Don't don't do it. I'm concerned.
1: I'm concerned. <laughs> Very yeah. concerned.
0: Oh man. Uh, yeah. So yeah, make sure to to follow that. That sweep six is pretty good. You know, it's free of charge. You guys can get all this cool stuff. So make sure to check them out. Uh, all right, Owen, transitioning over here to around the U.S. cell. We had some great games this past weekend. Uh, We actually have a game today. Is is it going on today? Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. they're in the very last minute of this game uh, at the moment. New York Red Bulls 2 currently uh, one all with Atlanta United Mm 2. Atlanta United took the lead. There was a red card then as well, so Red Bulls are down to 10 men. Uh, But at the moment, they equalize in the 82nd minute. So as we get (laughs) close to the end... I'm sure we'll have a final score by the end of this show. Um, you'd hope uh, MLS
0: so. Derby right there with the baby bulls and Atlanta United too. So i sure to catch that one. If you can, Oh, that's a, con- that's
1: a very controversial thing to bring up now. Um, Not least, as as the meeting over here moves to public comment, uh, which I'd like to listen into, but I'm going to have to listen
0: back to later, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, We have some games tomorrow as well for USL. We have Miami hosting Tulsa, San Antonio hosting Loudoun, and then a very, very interesting game between San Diego Loyal and Monterey Bay. And one of the the things that I I noticed here um, the past weekend, Owen, That only San Diego and Monterey were—they were the only two teams in the Western Conference to get a a, a win this past weekend. So, uh, or in their last game. So, just you know, they're they're both coming into the game. Uh, San Diego with four straight victories. um, Monterey Bay unbeaten in their five uh, last five games. So. We'll see, man. You got to keep an eye out for Monterey. You
2: no, know? we
0: will Uh-oh.
1: see. We will see. People yeah. are bringing up, don't say the free words remote. People are bringing up the stadium situation. We'll, I'm sure, get onto that in a second. But Uh-oh. let's look at these games again. I feel as though, so San Antonio, are, to me, going to absolutely steamroll Loudon or they should. It should be a big bounce back after their defeat to San Diego on the weekend. that I wasn't sure if they'd win or lose that game, but hey, it, I wasn't expecting a 3-0 uh, result there. Yeah. Uh, oh, Red Bulls too have taken a lead, by the way. Uh, it's 2-1. Just we <laughs> bring it that. But um, besides that, Miami FC, you know what? Tulsa. Tulsa are starting to make a comeback in recent weeks under Sandauer. I really am it's all
2: interested the moves in making. that
1: one. Yeah, with the okay. Miami FC. Um yeah. Let's get some odds (laughs) up now. Come on. Let's do it. Let's do it.
0: Go for it. Go for it. Uh, What would we get on Tulsa?
1: See, I would, right here, Tulsa plus 330, to me, that's not a bad bet. I think they've got a shot at that one.
0: Parlay that into Tulsa and San Diego. Make some good money right there. Or
1: here's what you can go. If you really want to be risk-averse, it's not a draw, no bet. It's Mm -hmm. a draw or Tulsa win and it's plus 105. Mm. So as long as Miami don't win, you can get plus 105. There you go. The Miami, the FC. Miami <laughs> FC. The Miami <laughs> FC. The Miami FC. Yeah,
0: forget. San Antonio should be, uh, be able to bounce back against Loudoun. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens in San Antonio. I still don't trust them as a the number one seed. I think maybe San Diego can overtake them by the end of the, the season.
1: But, and here's the question. Here's the question. Do you think Monterey Bay loses tomorrow?
0: I don't think so. I think so. Yeah. You think, think so? Because if
1: you think lose, that Monterey Bay won't
0: lose tomorrow,
1: you can get oh, plus 125 on draw or Monterey Bay to win. Well, that's it. I thought that'd be it's 125. That's... No, I thought that'd be higher. I you mean, know, it's maybe... plus 380 on a Monterey Bay win, but.
0: It's... Oh, OK, there you go. OK, OK, gotcha. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's it's 380 on the win. It's 125 if you think any result other than a San Diego win.
0: Got it. OK, OK, yes. Yeah. So put your bets in. Uh, with our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you guys haven't yet, make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. You guys can use promo code PHNX. And when you make your first deposit, you get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. And again, that's promo code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Make sure to check out the show notes for details. That way, you guys can get some money with DraftKings, our friends at DraftKings. All right, Owen, let's talk about what people want to talk about because apparently... MLS Next Pro is a bad guy or whatever. Would you believe there
1: it's you ongoing? There are uh, currently, this is live footage from Irvine. Oh, I thought he was wearing
0: uh, like a jumpsuit, like a, like a, oh, no, jumpsuit.
1: no. He's wearing an Orange County shit. Uh, <laughs> apparently, there are 38 requests to speak uh, on non agendized items. So, Man, this is sitting on uh, that city because because council. It we we the agenda. It. Yeah. So, they started <laughs> the these requests about a couple of minutes ago. So, Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a while, I think. Um, in fact, they—I believe that was—it might well have been their owner. The general manager is currently speaking. Orange County's general manager Oliver oh, White wow. uh, has so. just stepped up to speak to the council. But yeah, it's a messy one at the moment, isn't it? It really is a messy one, and I mean, Reese in here saying they've always been the bad guy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, Owen is the I so. So let's kind of take it from the beginning, because I know a lot of our audience currently knows it. But if some of our audience doesn't know what's going on with the situation, can you explain what, what happened on Friday uh, evening and why we, we get this hashtag, so- <laughs> uh, hashtag soccer wars in, uh, in regards to what's happening? So soccer wars as, a, as, an,
1: as a, an idea has been going on for years. And it kind of all revolves around the fact that we have this weird closed system in the US whereby all these leagues are competing against each other uh, Mm -hmm. rather than kind of being in the same pyramid structure. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though they are in a pyramid structure of some construction by U.S. soccer, it's so MLS next pro, which was started this year is effectively the development league for MLS. It is the closest thing to a true minor league soccer type approach uh that exists here because Mm -hmm. obviously people will say you know usl minor league it isn't is it it's lower league it's it doesn't exist to develop players for a higher level it exists to pretty much exist as a league on its own and to continue to function as a league on its own mls next pro is the opposite of that it is simply a development league predominantly comprised of reserve teams a couple of independent Mm -hmm. teams as well Now on friday Because not all of these teams have joined, not all of the MLS teams have yet put their reserve team into MLS Next Pro. And most of those that have yet to do so are putting them in next year. Most, not all, there's a couple that will still be hanging out, but Mm -hmm. most. One of which is LA Galaxy. So LA Galaxy 2 currently play in USL Championship. Next year, they will be in Next Pro. Now, on Friday, it was discovered in the agenda for a city council meeting in Irvine, uh, which is where Orange County SC, today's team we're looking at, and we're playing them on Friday. They currently play at the Great Park, which is in Irvine. Um, mm-hmm. There was an agenda item in the city council for for Irvine city council saying, that they were exploring new proposals for how to run it. Now, Orange County had replied to an RFP uh, last year, was asking about operation, everything got delayed, nothing ever happened of that. So they were still Mm -hmm. operating under this old memorandum of understanding, which is just a a document that kind of gets renewed every two years, as long as no one intervenes, um, and that expires at the end of this year. The talk in the agenda was that they were going to consider getting rid of that memorandum of understanding they were instead going to enter an exclusive deal with la galaxy that would see la galaxy 2 play at their stadium uh and no other professional team would be allowed to play there mm-hmm. now there was a lot of outcry over that uh for obvious reasons when you decide to get rid of you know an, an independently run club and and try and Effectively, parachute another another club's minor league reserve team in, um, and it was actually pulled from the agenda uh, mm. as of yesterday. LA Galaxy also issued a statement then saying, "Oh, we're not looking for an exclusive deal." But the, and look, the amount of the amount of backlash that happened. Let's be real; is what's forced that. Um, yeah. We should hear some more hopefully on Friday. Um, the word out of Orange County is that they are actually going to make their uh, some of their executives available to speak about this situation at the game on Friday. So I should be able to get you a little bit more insight then. But that's kind of the rundown of where we are with all of this. Um should we address yeah. some of the there's at least one question I see in there. Yeah, let's take a look. Chat about this. So aren't many of the USL teams minor league teams for MLS? Not now, no. There was a time when a lot of them had affiliation deals um and would be not necessarily a true minor league team, but would have a kind of situation whereby they could, there would be like a preference for low knees. Um, but that's not really the situation anymore. And MLS has been pulling away from that. And a lot of the teams yeah. that are very specifically, you know, they're minor league teams. Like remember all Tacoma defiance. uh, They've gone to next pro. Um There's a handful now that are left probably about half of what the, the total was at its peak um yeah and and even then uh, most of them are leaving at the end of the season i think it's only loud that are remaining it's the current plan and yeah. that's because of other complicating factors
0: mm-hmm. yeah i think right now it's las vegas i mean we don't know what's going on with las vegas I haven't really put out anything official as well because they're closely tied to lafc and lafc will have an mls max pro team as well next year uh and like how owen's saying um loudon as well with dc united but just some issues going on there. i think the only team right now is montreal that's not have, fielding an mls next pro team so um but yeah, yeah. they've
1: got one in a weird uh quebecois league of some variety um yeah, yeah out for so... reno 1868 says max in the chat there uh, <laughs> well yeah. you know what they say about reno 1868 uh, from what I gather, they were killed by Zach Lubin's saves in that uh, series of kicks from the mark. Their final ever game was crashing out the playoffs against Phoenix Rising. So, <laughs>
0: um, yeah, uh, the Tyler's comments here. He says we don't need another MLB. They are great since they have cornered their own sports, but soccer is not an American uh, American specific, and that it, uh, it uh, upsets him. So. The way that I view things, and this is purely my personal opinion, um, it, I don't think MLS Next Pro is designed to compete with USL, at least from the, the way that I'm seeing. But situations like this do make it awkward because MLS Next Pro, it is it, it is a development league. It's not really necessarily for players that are either have already played in other leagues or, you know, this is more of an academy you know, trying to move up to the first team kind of design. Uh, And so, but the situation with Orange County and LA Galaxy, it it just does not bode well. We've already seen something with Nashville SC and a team in Alabama. Um, And so I'm afraid that this will continue to happen, but I think thanks to the response from the Orange County uh, team the, the, the residents of the area, as well as the fans. And we've seen it right now at the city council uh, uh, meeting is that, is, is that maybe this is something, a message to the rest of, of the, of MLS saying, Hey guys, we need to be better about this because there are other teams then besides MLS in, in the country. And if you continue to kind of go after these sort of things, like more specifically ga- gaining the exclusive right to use their stadium. It's not going to bode well for you. You know the the grassroots effort of of American F, uh, of American soccer is going to come up and say, "Hey, you know, we we don't want you here." And and it's not that they don't want a MLS or anything like that. It's that the teams are, there's a team already there. Why why are you trying to take over their spot? It just does not, in my point of view, it just does not look good that this happened and that it came out the way it did.
1: Yeah, but I think we need to we need to kind of go even further into that, which is that MLS Next Pro isn't meant to compete with USL in the sense of we want to create a fan base specifically for Orange County's Galaxy team. I don't mm-hmm. think it's about that, but I do feel as though the way that they're using the league is to create something that is closer to a, kind of like an NFL situation. No one no one doesn't have an NFL team, but they're big on their... Like well, what have they got? Indoor football league, right? Shout out to the Rattlers. Um, and other variety of Arizona based teams that apparently exist in this same league. Um, oh you know, yeah. that that doesn't exist, right? You've got your NFL team, and the geography isn't necessarily a huge part of that. And I feel that there's an element of MLS trying to do that, trying to expand the territories of these clubs using Next Pro more so than create fan bases very specifically
0: for got it next pro using, um, using these next pro teams kind of like a like a you know if you're it's a about proxy Chester, war it's, it's a proxy war yeah, yeah it's yeah, it to,
1: we've, we've reached the proxy war stage of the soccer wars uh they're not going in themselves they're kind of just parachuting their kids in uh, and trying to claim some influence there now i think the council meeting still on, on go ahead go ahead okay the council meeting still ongoing uh should we we do have some pictures there that orange county tweeted out just For anyone who's interested, this is how many people have showed up today in Irvine Uh, to the City Council meeting at 4 o'clock. So quite a turnout, actually, which matches the kind of online... I'm trying to think of the right word to describe <laughs> it, but uh, a lot of anger and a lot of frustration online. Um, yeah. There's a lot of people who've shown up there in person as well to back this up. And they're currently it's just, all talking. It's
0: really bad. It's, uh, you know, you have this AEG, you know, which owns the LA galaxy. It's, it just looks bad when, when they do it like this, especially with orange County that, you know, it, when you have a situation where it's the big guy against the little guy, you're always going to look bad, you know, whenever you're trying to uh, try to take something from the little guy. So, uh, you know hopefully the the situation gets resolved now when you come to the press release we want to talk about that as far as the press release that la galaxy put out it doesn't say specifically that they're done trying to play there
2: no
1: no uh, so, they're, they're it, interested no. in playing there they want mm-hmm. to play there but they don't want to play there with uh the exclusive deal that was on the table because they've been shamed out of that effectively um mm-hmm. look yeah you even have to look at some of the comments around this, um, it was put out emails from council member staffers saying, Look, there's already too many games that get played there. Well, uh, how are you going to deal with that by adding a new tenant? I fear there's still a serious risk that we're going to see uh, a drop in the number of games that they're able to play there. Um, I don't know, it's, it's not great, it's not great at all, and uh. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully stuff keeps calm. Um you want to take the random side question that was in here? Uh if we're not fever up about how uh Tyler? What was it why do you think rising aren't in MLS? Uh not enough
0: money. Not enough. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um MLS moves in mysterious ways. Uh namely it does whatever it feels like in every 10 seconds. Um they, they're kind of looking at taking Vegas next, I think, more than anything else. Um, mm-hmm. There are very interests they have as well. In a lot of cases, they like to be the only or one of a smaller number of shows in town Yeah. in terms of the sporting side um, as opposed to coming into a market like this whereby there's a lot of things going on. Um, so it's complicated, very complicated. It's, but
0: The way that I view it is that Yes, there's no money, like in the Deagle is saying. But I think you kind of have to realistically say how many people can actually, can we fit into a stadium? Are we looking for like a 20,000? Are we looking for 18? Are we looking 15? Like, what are we looking at? Because uh, I don't know if you can fill in a stadium like that. Now, what what's rising as high 10? It's like 10, 9K? 10K? Nine, yeah. Around there, you know? So yeah. I feel like it can be done, but can you get that? Week in and week out, can you build that fan base? Can you have the the support from the uh, the community? And then, if if it is an MLS league, are you going to get you know the the rising fans to jump over and say, okay, well now we're part of MLS? Like that's that's a very big question to to ask, and I don't know if it can be done, and I'm not sure if anybody would want to make that jump. Um, but I think the main thing is money.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um. To the question of how does Vegas work then? I'd imagine it has something to do with drunk tourists. Uh, a lot of international tourists in Vegas. So I mean, what, what do they got? Uh, the NH-
0: NHL team is pretty good, right? I forget what they're called. The uh, Golden Knights. Yeah, the Golden Knights. So I've seen a lot of their stickers here in Arizona all the time. So it's like they've obviously built something. I think they have one as well. So. And uh, to Scott's comments, yeah, they, if they don't win fans, uh, if they don't win, fans will not come, which is true. So I don't know. We need Omar Bravo. You know, we need him back, you know. and
1: Oh, I don't know how that one will go down. He- really
0: good fan base, you know, go after the, the Latinos, you know, that's going to work. It's so no, just kidding, that's a bad joke. But uh <laughs> uh Phoenix comes in with unified ownership, tops the 375 million expansion fee, Charlotte paid, and layout plans for a dome stadium. They're absolutely at the forefront of the combo.
1: Dome stadium. It is, it is. This is one thing that seems to come up repeatedly is the need to uh fix things around
0: trying to somehow get uh a... I don't think that's I don't think that's the answer though. You see the stadium at uh, I think it's called Q2 in Austin. It's not domed. It it still gets hot in Austin, but they built it in a way that there's like breezeways, and it it doesn't feel like it's hundred and whatever degrees. It's a lot. Yeah, cooler. but we're not
1: it's dealing good. with logic, Ramon. We're dealing no. with MLS. How no, we're doing that. That's my fault. We're not I, dealing with logic. We're dealing with MLS. So I.
0: Nothing to do with that. It's the stadium design. Can, can uh, we but, talk
1: about this? Is the league that decided to give Chivas USA a go in, in LA, and that was a monumental failure.
0: And it worked out for no, I didn't 375 no, no, $3. oh, yeah. extension fee but Charlotte played. money they, they can do it don't, don't, yeah we'll call Diplo hey are you' still part of rising hey keep pitching 50 I don't know we'll see we'll see what happens all right Owen this has been a great discussion <laughs> uh so yeah hopefully the situation between Orange County and Galaxy uh, get resolved uh we'll we'll uh, make sure to update you on our Twitter account. hear anything about that owen's gonna dive in straight into the city council meeting for the next five hours so i'm sure sure i will they're still going
1: um they're still going so
0: i mean a couple months ago we had uh the the coyotes crew over there in tempe at the city council meeting as well so yeah all part of part of covering a team i guess so fun (laughs) fun stuff all right y'all thank you so much for joining us today that concludes our show on this tuesday evening we will uh, we will be back on thursday uh with more stuff preview of the orange county game and, and again the game is on friday uh not saturday like i thought uh it's friday so yeah just double check on that yes want
1: a shout out just by the way uh we are on mm. 642 followers remember what happens at
0: 650 uh yes we give out the thing finally saul has like 80 of them in the office why do i got to give my only one Well, go get
1: one of them then. Go steal one from the
0: office. I looked at it last time I was in the office. I was kind of like a kid with, you know, when you see cookies, you're like, can I have one? But I should have said something. But uh, anyway, yeah, we'll see you guys on Thursday. Make sure to follow us on PHNX uh, underscore underscore rising on Twitter. If you guys having it again, 650, we'll give this bad bad boy out. I'll send it to you or hand it to you at the games if you guys are there. Uh, Yeah, shout out to Bonnie, John, Tyler, Michael, um, Max, oh, Max is right here in the chat. Scott, thank you for joining us today. We will be back on Thursday. Until then, be well, stay safe, and take care.